Hey everybody, welcome back to The Matt Report Season 2. Uh, we're continuing our discussion uh, with my with this season's co-host, Devin Walker. And uh, today we're going to get into sort of where we're at, uh, where we've been in our businesses, what sort of accomplishments have we had, what have we failed on, and how we're going to kind of rectify that. It's going to be a pretty quick uh, conversation because, again, I am bringing a guest on, a good friend of mine, Jonathan Atkinson of Creative, and we're going to talk about the WordPress theme industry, right? So if you're selling themes or you're interested in selling themes, uh, this is going to be a great discussion today. Um, so I can't wait to dive into it. Of course, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join that mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. And I'm going to be sending out some new stuff uh, through the newsletter fairly soon. I'm sure you're excited to hear that. And uh, so be on the lookout. And as always, we want to hit 100 reviews in iTunes. We're still only hovering around the 70 mark uh, in the U.S. Anyway, we all know that uh, Justin Jackson from Product People left by our review uh, in the Canadian store. So I think <laughs> I think we've got about five for five stars uh, in the Canadian store. But in the U.S., we want to hit 100. Really helps us get found, gets us noticed, and continue to be the uh, number one rated WordPress podcast. That'd be awesome uh, if we could do that. So, I'm going to dive in to, oh, Devin, are you ready Ready to do this, man? Let's do it. All right, brother. Just want to make sure. That was a test to see if Devin was still on mute or not. Um, <laughs> I was, but I quickly <laughs> unmuted. You're becoming a podcasting pro. I don't, I don't need to send you any more YouTube links. <laughs> One episode at a time. <laughs> um, so, what have I accomplished? Well, uh, for those of you who are on the list, I finally launched uh, the Julep beta. Uh, that has gone swimmingly. And by swimmingly, I mean... Not much. Uh, <laughs> we've had about 50 downloads uh, of the beta product, which actually isn't a bad number. I think if I were to whip up my MailChimp list, I think I had 110 people sign up uh, for the pre-launch or the, even the pre-pre-launch, the beta launch. And uh, so that's about a, almost a 50% conversion. Um, so that's a great accomplishment. Uh, what I've sort of failed on, I kind of skip ahead here, but sort of what I've failed on doing on that, on that is a follow-up campaign. And, uh, for anybody who's out there who's, you know, has done a beta launch before, um, it's, you know, it's very important that we start communicating with those folks, um, you know, as soon as, as soon as we can. I think actually, Devin, you talked about this with, with the Maps plugin, right? You sort of launched it, but then you didn't really do a solid follow-up like the Give WP beta. Um, yep. and that's sort of the trap that I've fallen in again. Uh, it's what this show is all about. It's balancing agency life and product life. And it's just getting around to doing it. I did, I did set up, uh, a campaign for those people connecting and downloading the Julep beta. I used easy digital downloads. I connected it to my drip, uh, account, which I've been writing about on the blog. And I did have one follow up email that went out, I think the, the next day. Uh, just to just to introduce the product, where we're going with it. Um, but I need to get back into that campaign so I can follow up with feedback because I know there are some specific issues happening, uh, especially on WP Engine uh, hosted accounts. So I have to kind of drill down on that. Um, other accomplishments, I've been blogging a lot more. Actually, for whatever reason, I think, Devin, you and I talked about this last time as well. When I went away on my honeymoon, I was reading a lot of books and like just that act of reading a lot of books makes me want to write more. Um, you know, I guess like when you, when you're jogging more or you're working out more, you tend to want to eat better, uh, sort of that same reaction. Um, so that's been pretty cool. And I, and actually I feel like when I start dying down on like my writing, like if I'm not writing a lot or I don't feel like writing a lot, I start reading more books and that makes me want to write again. Um, nice. so that's sort of, that's like sort of my little brain hack right there. And I, again, like, I don't even think I read a book in high school, right? <laughs> so <laughs> reading a book now, um, is certainly an accomplishment for me. Finishing a book is certainly an accomplishment for me. So, um, it's really sparked the writing and, um, the other accomplishment is term in terms of the business, the product side of business, uh, we're finalizing two, uh, two new WordPress themes. One specifically works extremely well with our conductor and note plugin. Um, kind of excited to launch that one. Uh, so there'll be some videos and some tutorials out on that soon, I hope. Um, and then, uh, otherwise, like I had a plan to launch a new sort of Matt Report product. Uh, there was once a VIP membership, uh, site here. Uh, and someday I'll write the, uh, 
postmortem on that. But uh, right now, uh, I'm thinking about doing a new sort of uh, just a free sort of. It's still a membership kind of thing. I, I don't really know. I was, you know, this is where I failed. Right, I was supposed to have that sort of planned out and mapped out. Um, you know, and I, and I really think it's going to have to do something with a, a finer, uh, more focused audience. And I, I really think focusing on the product, the WordPress product developers that are out there who need help with sort of the marketing side of things, like, cause I get that question asked a million times. I just wrote a blog post about it, um, outlining some of the top companies doing some great marketing. And I just want to give something, uh, away to answer all those questions so that people know that, Hey, if, I can get this sort of marketing guide or this sort of tutorial for new WordPress product people um, on how to sort of promote their product, right? Because it is a different market. I mean, just like we're going to talk about today, it could be on a paid marketplace. It could be on WordPress.org. Like, how do you differentiate the two? Where do you go? Do you sell it on your own? Um, you know, sort of expose the scars that I've been through and you've been through, uh, you know, trying to get the stuff going. So yep. that's where uh, I failed. And I hope uh, by the next time, uh, I have a better plan. The next time that we meet, I have a better plan on wrapping that up. And I'm also looking to put a deadline on uh, getting Julep to a pro status. Like, how can I move this, move what I've invested uh, in creating Julep uh, time and money and having a pro version so that I can at least measure uh, the viability in the market. Uh, and... Um, just selecting a deadline that says, hey, look, I need a pro version. These are the features. And uh, that's those are my sort of two next goals. So so it's free right now, right? It is free right now. It is free right now. You can only get it at getjulip.com. Um, it's not in the plugin repo yet, WordPress repo yet. Um, that would be new for me to really do sort of an upsell through .org. Uh, you obviously... Uh, you're very experienced with that. We do it sort of, kind of, with Conductor. Like, we have Note, but you can use Note on your own. You don't really need to upsell to Conductor. We don't even really hmm. do any upselling uh, to con uh, from Note to Conductor, which is another failure on my part. Um, but uh, I, I really do need to improve that because we have 8,000 active installs, 30,000 downloads across Note. And uh, if I think if I started promoting it, you know, making that connection inside an options page or something like that that says, hey, you can really bring Note to the next level via Conductor. Um, you know, I think that would really help the bottom line. Yep, yep. All right, yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, repo, for sure. Yeah. All right, man, what about you? What have you accomplished? What have you uh, knocked out of the park? Um, so a couple things we accomplished since the last time we talked um, was we launched one of our, uh, we're calling must-have add-ons for uh, Give, which uh, this one's called Form Field Manager. Essentially allows you to, you know, use uh, interface similar to Gravity Forms to modify how the donation forms, uh, the fields work. There's a lot of cool fields like the upload field. You can have any types of uploads into the uh, donation form. There's also a date field, a repeater field, and then your standard, uh, you know, text areas, inputs, and uh, email fields, things like that. So, super powerful add-on, and uh, we just launched that, soft launched it last week. So that was a big accomplishment. We've been working for the. Uh, weeks or months on that one. That's awesome. So how, how do you differentiate the two between must-have versus, you know, I guess, <laughs> regular? Um, well, must-have would be something that is applicable for nearly all uh, forms of accepting donations. You know, a, a payment gateway, for example, wouldn't be applicable to everyone. Um, something like PDF receipts would be, you know, most people want nice, uh, downloadable PDF receipts, uh, and to offer those to their donors. So that's kind of how we differentiate the two. Ah, so it's, so it's like, uh, from a marketing angle, it's a must have, like you must want this right to, uh, yeah, to exactly. I got gotcha. you. So like recurring donations, the one everybody's asking us for is definitely the top must have. And that's the one we're really working on hard. Nice. Um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so we're working on getting that documentation all up. Uh, some, of, some of the documentation is up there right now. Um, that's kind of why we soft launched it. Uh, we're working on writing really extensive docs on that. And um, along with that, so that was kind of form field manager. Um, 
We're also doing a lot of updates to the Give uh, website, givewp.com. Um, we're going to make uh, search a lot more friendly. We're using SearchWP, mm-hmm. um, searchwp.com for our search, and uh, we're redoing a lot of the navigation and header. Um, so that's kind of accomplishments over the last uh, last since we last talked. Uh, some of the things I don't think we did very well was. Uh, we have this plugin kind of nearly ready to go, and it's been nearly ready to go for weeks now called Facebook Reviews. It essentially allows you to show reviews for your business on your website, WordPress website from Facebook. Again, we have multiple other plugins for Yelp and Google, and this kind of helps us uh, flesh it out with another social network who is up and coming with reviews. But unfortunately, their API is really difficult to work with, and so we've been struggling getting that to work exactly how we want it so users are, you know, it's very simple to use and connect and uh, it's been hard to get it through the final, you know, finishing gate. Is it because just like lack of time or is it really just because of the technical hurdles that you're trying to get over? Uh, to be honest, it's kind of a bit of the both, uh, more so on the time side, you know, we're, we're a very lean team here so you know juggling all these different uh, products and trying to get them out the door is kind of difficult and we're working with various contractors on this so there's a project management side of it as well yeah as well as the support right we always have to maintain support yeah that's i mean i'll tell you that was the biggest thing for me with julep is you know it's you know, it was why, why launch another plugin? You know, why launch another plugin, Matt? Why chase another vertical, right? So, I mean, to me, it's like, it's like the only way I know how to do this whole like entrepreneurial thing is just do a whole bunch of shit, <laughs> see what yeah. fails and <laughs> what doesn't fail. I will continue on with. Um, it's the only way I know how to do it. And so when I launched Julep, that I, part of the, like the biggest problem wasn't really the time. It was really just the, the outsourcing it to somebody new, um, somebody who wasn't 100%, uh, you know, quote unquote, WordPress developer, like very good mm-hmm. with like PHP and JavaScript. Um, but like to get things playing well with WordPress, um, and doing it the WordPress way was a bit of a challenge. And, uh, you know, we we're, we finally get there, but we need to iron some things out. So I totally, totally get it. Yeah. It's always the constant struggle. It seems with the contractors, you know? Yeah. Is, I mean, do you have any any idea how to find better better contractors, better help? Um, you know, we've been really focused on trying to get uh, somebody in here in-house as our next developer. Um, but we're still going to work with contractors. The tough thing is, is you know, you have to find the, the folks that are not too focused on uh, building their own products as well. You know, we have uh, found some decent ones through, you know, Envato. And a lot of them are selling themes and stuff like that. So they can kind of work with you on the side. But, you know, that means lots of timelines are missed and, and things like that. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards just hiring another one in-house here to sit next to me and be my friend. <laughs> That's a great, great strategy. I mean, I was on a podcast um, the other day, the Businessology Show, uh, being interviewed. You know, and one of the questions that we talked about was exactly that. And that was, you know, how do you build, how do you build a team? Um, and I think Gary Vaynerchuk talked about this. Um, actually, you know what? It might have not have been Gary's podcast. It might have been Startup Chat, Heat and Shaw. Um, but, you know, keeping just, and, and WordPress community is just, this is just like the product of that, right? So if you can stay connected within the community and you can just keep, tabs on people who are freelancers and who are looking for work and not looking for work at that time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just constantly talking to people. And that's been the way that I've sort of done it is just talk to everybody, um, treat everything as a potential opportunity and, uh, to, you know, to work together um, or otherwise. And, uh, you know, that's the best way that I've been able to, you know, scale the business when, when we get busy, uh, for sure, being able to pull in people. Uh, yeah. How, how active are you in your uh, local WordPress meetup? So that uh, that's a great, great question. Number one, there really isn't a local WordPress meetup anymore, and I'm going to try to spin one up. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest one to me was recently, or over the last year, is WordPress Providence, but the meetup itself is like 45 minutes away from me. So, yeah, so it's, it's tough. So it's not, I mean, it's not like super far, but it's still like, 
And then Boston is like the same thing. Boston is like an hour and God forbid, like the Red Sox are playing because if they are, it's like, <laughs> it's like two hours, right? Cause of traffic. Right. Um, you know, so there are those sort of things, but the, what we've been doing a lot of recently is just, and we have been for like the last six years is investing a lot in internships. Uh, and now all the way down to like the high school level. Um, because oh. there are a couple high schools around here that are specific, they're specifically teaching students WordPress. Um, you know, and not like, you know, they're not using like the REST API, but, but, but they understand it, right? They understand, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the breakup of HTML and CSS and how that controls and displays the front end versus, you know, PHP and MySQL, MySQL powering the back end, right? I mean, these are high school kids. So, um, just knowing that and getting comfortable with that. So when they come in, I mean, we've talked to developers before that have never even looked at WordPress. And then when they get in it, they're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and it's like, well, right. you, you know, I thought you had like a rocket science degree in PHP. Like <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's, that's the best way that we've done it is, is really get connected with, with local schools and universities for interns. And we've got two new kids from the local university this year. So how do you, uh, tr- because we've had an intern here and, and, you know, very, very entry level junior developer. And I found it was difficult for me to train him up and then still focus on my work, you know? That's, uh, well, number one, we're actually going through that right now. Um, so I don't think it's something that you, you can ever get away from. Um, you know, again, they are, if they are junior level and they are, you know, student level and they're, you know, they're coming in from a, a university and they're eager, they also have to be eager to learn this stuff. Um, mm. if they're not, then that's always going to be a problem. You just have to, you just have to keep watching out for it and just be upfront with them and say, Hey, look, uh, like, so we do a paid internship. Um, so it's not even like they just come here and, and fetch us coffee all day. Like, you know, we're paying them. We want them to do this stuff because it's like growing a home team. Uh, like in baseball, like I don't want these guys to leave for bigger markets right now. I want them to stay around, uh, mm-hmm. and, and perform. Um, so. We did, uh, just real quick, uh, we did a, uh, Scott, our lead dev built a, a mini like test, right? Uh, using our symphony theme and, uh, just some basic stuff when we put the internship position out there. Said, can you pass this, uh, this little quiz? And it was like, you know, one's like using the customizer, two and, you know, or one installing the theme, two using the customizer. And then there's like some things they had to go through to change the theme. And then, then as it got harder, it's like, you know, can you add these, uh, you know, uh, can you use, uh, hooks and actions in this theme? Like different things that he used to grade their, uh, to grade their, um, you know, their WordPress skills. And, and right. most of them f- did fairly well, right? Um, oh. So, I mean, it was, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of drilling it down all the way to that level, but you know, we'll see, there are some challenges, um, you know, but they're, but they're still young. Um, you just have to look at it from, if I paid a professional to do this, how much would it cost me? Um, you know, what's, what's the time involved and, you know, are you going to see that money back? I guess. Beautiful. All right, so we got somebody special on the show today, sort of quietly waiting in the wings. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Theme Forest before, uh, and we have Jonathan Atkinson on. John, uh, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, so give folks the two-minute drill, who you are and what you do, if they don't already know, which they should, but if they don't. <laughs> Not too sure I can spin it out for two minutes, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Jonathan Atkinson. I'm a designer primarily, although I do meddling code uh, a little bit. Uh, but I work with my wife, who is my developer, and we create uh, commercial WordPress themes that are available on several different marketplaces. And we've been doing that now for um, just about coming up for eight years, I believe. Um, so. Yeah, we, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, and, and everything in between, and uh, uh, it's a good partnership. Uh, we work from home uh, in Ohio, um, and um, in, in Jeff, Jeff Chandler territory. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he's a little bit north from us, but yeah, I know Jeff, and... Um, good guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. deal. Yeah, he's not bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding, Jeff. Um, all right. So we're going to chat today about sort of where things are going in the theme marketplace, at least from our, uh, our perspective. 
And, uh, you know, I want to start it off with marketplaces. Yes, no, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, it, we have .org where Devin and I sort of are very accustomed to, and, and that's my only, for themes anyway, that's my only way of distribution <clears throat> is through .org and making upsells through that. Which does, does yeah. well enough for us to continue to make themes. Um, I'm certainly not retiring on a yacht because of it. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, what's your perspective, John, on the third party marketplaces, Envato, Creative Market, and now Mojo? Sure. Well, you know, the, the big advantage of selling on any marketplace, of course, is they bring the traffic. So, you know, that's a big part of selling. It doesn't matter whether you're selling themes or, or anything else online. The, the major thing that you're looking for is to get traffic because then, you know, certain percent of your traffic is going to convert into a sale. Uh, so the advantage of marketplaces are they bring the traffic. The disadvantage is they're bringing traffic for 10,000 other people right. that are advertising <laughs> their product on their site or more. Um, so, you know, and, and of course the downside to that is that you've got uh, a lot of competition in the same place. Um, whereas if you're selling on your own site, of course, you've you got to gain the traffic, you've got to do your own SEO and your, your marketing and, you know, you're hoping to get people there, etc. So it's a good platform to start from. Um, but of course you're, you're building their business, not necessarily your business. Um, Although you do get, you know, uh, you do get the the buyers that will constantly come back and buy your product um, when you leave that marketplace, or if you decide that you want to leave the marketplace, um, you don't have a direct relationship with any of your buyers, and therefore everything you've built up um, disappears overnight, basically. Right. So that's the downfall, uh, and and the uh, the upside, like I said, is traffic. But not just traffic. Of course, you've got the the handling of payments, the distribution of your files, etc. Uh, it it just makes getting into selling commercially viable themes. Um, it's like the quick step, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess the the actually the question I probably should have asked first was. Are, is selling WordPress themes, premium WordPress themes, still a viable market? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have the marketplaces. Um, what I think, uh, you know, the, the whole scope and the, and the landscape for selling commercial themes has changed a lot. Um, definitely within the last 12 months. Uh, but really, it's probably been going on for a couple of years now. Um, you know, we, we, we've got these uh, monster themes, whatever you want to call them, multi-purpose. Uh, um, I think there's one called monster theme, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. I didn't mean to directly advertise a particular theme there. Um, but, um, you know, these things, they're, they're, you can look at them like, like Lego, Lego blocks, basically. You know, you've got all the, the basis to create your own theme uh, from a theme. And I think what's happening is that uh, a lot of people are buying them once and then reusing them just forever uh, because they can. Um, and that obviously has um, a hit on sales in general. Um, a lot of people seem to have gone away from the niche themes, even though I don't quite understand that. If, if you're producing something that is specifically created for a purpose, it should always be better at doing it than something that is not created for that purpose. <laughs> right. um, but um, definitely niche themes are, are, have taken a hit. Uh, however, in certain circles, uh, niche themes uh, are uh, the strong point for a lot of people. They're the only thing that are keeping them going. Yeah. Uh, a, a great example would be church themes. Um, you know, you can go to Envato or Mojo or Creative Market and you can search for church and, you know, you, you'll get several hundred results. Um, however, uh, those results are based on tags that the author has put in, not necessarily that the theme is actually created for a church. Um, 
So that it's very difficult for buyers um, to find what it is that they're looking for. Yeah, I, um, I was looking at I was looking at WordPress.org the other day, and I was looking at an yeah. author's profile and their themes. Now, I, I mean, of course, I say this, you know, s- sort of with my own foot in my mouth, but you know. I looked at their themes. I was like, oh, great. They have six themes and they almost all look the same, but they're all named differently for like restaurants, bakeries, lawyers. And the only thing that's changing is the stock photo file that's, you know, in the hero. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, and it's not just on the WordPress uh, uh, repo either. This is exactly what it's like on marketplaces as well. So this is what I mean. It's very difficult for a buyer, especially if it's not a well-educated buyer. Um, they're just going to go on there and do a blanket search for whatever their particular market is that they're in and um, presume that the search results that came up are going to fulfill everything they need for that market. Yeah. Uh, you know, 90% of the time, that's not the case. You know, I, I, th- I think there's a few sort of issues here. And one is I, th- I think that the multipurpose strikes on two chords and one of them being you know, the WordPress consultant or WordPress power user, right? Like they want a theme that they can carry over to any one of their consulting projects. Right. So I get that, right? I, like, I think that's a, that's in fact, that's a smart business move, right? I just give me mm-hmm. one, one tool that I can use to streamline my business, right? Cause we all try to do that. Um, yeah. give me one tool to streamline my business and, uh, that way I can create a repeatable system, which will make me more profitable. So I get that. Um, and I think where the second chord gets uh, struck is when sort of the the business owner who's not a designer or a developer, but they feel that they're creative enough and they see it as something like, oh, I can just do this myself. Uh, but they've never touched a line of code in their life, nor have they even touched WordPress, right? So, right so then right. they start using these things and they're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, and they start... <laughs> piling on, you know, active options upon active options um, until they've got themselves a nice mess and then they decide to go seek professional help. Um, or so, just push it live and hope for the best. <laughs> right, or yeah. just push it, push it live and, and, and hope for the best. And, you know, I, you know I, I, based on the conversations that we get with our themes that, that we sell from end users is I know that uh, like our real estate theme was our very, very first theme ever created. It's old. It's outdated. It's, you know, I don't even know if it's mobile. <laughs> yeah, it is It is responsive. Yes, uh, it is responsive. That's and, good. Yeah. And good job, man. Yeah. And like, I know it needs an update and, and we, you know, we, we're planning on it, but the folks that, that always download and buy that theme are are like 90% of them, they're end user real estate agents. Yeah. And yeah. they're, they're like trying, just trying to honestly build their own website and they can't because it's not even about our theme. It's just like the questions that we get is, how do I set up my GoDaddy hosting? <laughs> you know, where does my email go? And it's like, wow, like you don't need, you don't need a, a theme. You need, you need professional help. Um, right. And, and don't you think that this is, uh, it's kind of a major issue with WordPress is, you know, if you're somewhat of a, de- of a developer, it's easy, it's an easy platform to get into, to understand, to, to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an end user, uh, it is not. And this is why your places such as, uh, uh, Squarespace and Wix and, and everything else, I think people try and go the WordPress right as an end user and they buy a theme and they get confused and they get frustrated and then you know some associate of theirs will say well just just go use squarespace right. it's just click, click done you know you don't need to set up your hosting and databases and all, all this uh, all this stuff and that's why these places are, are gaining so much traction right right and and that's usually the the, the number one reason why folks ask for a refund on on our real estate theme, uh, you would think it's because it's just an outdated design and maybe they just, I don't know, didn't realize it but until they got it. But but it's not. It's because they, they end up trying to figure out WordPress and they can't do it. And they say that the whole thing is just too complicated for them and they're going back to either GoDaddy. But most of them, they're just going back to GoDaddy's site builder, right? <laughs> Which is right. terrible, right. a terrible yeah. idea. Um, so I wish that 
I guess what I'm getting at is like multi-purpose themes, great for somebody who knows what they're doing with them. Um, great, right. great for a power user or a consultant who's going to leverage it in their business so long as they're not hacking it up like the like a novice user would. Um, right, as long as they're using it basically as a tool, right, and not solution. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 sort of the niche vertical themes, uh, yes, uh, definitely something that should solve these issues for these folks who are like real estate agents. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, up until this point of this recording, uh, October two thousand and fifteen, uh, without the REST API being fully uh, absorbed yet, and four point four not coming out, I think we'll start to see that. Finally, the niche theme will succeed with the REST API coming in because now you'll have like these little mini apps that kind of tailor to the vertical flavor of a theme. Uh, do you kind of agree with that or do you think I'm just talking talking trash? Um, or too hard, to, too hard sure. to estimate? Uh, yeah, I think it's too hard to, uh, you know, you can't predict the future. Right. Uh, so it's, it's kind of impossible to yeah. tell really what, what the REST API is, is going to bring and what people are going to do with it and what solutions and, and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're in a transitional phase right now, um, not just with the REST API and, and WordPress maturing and, and things like that, but um, I think we have... I think we're we're maturing on the, the buyers, the users as well. Um, you know, we're losing some of them to different platforms, but we're gaining others, but they're, you know, they're entry level. Um, you know, I know that a lot of developers uh, that used to buy our themes, say, four or five years ago, uh, have moved on from WordPress now. They're yep. literally not using it anymore. Right. Uh, and they're using, you know, other content management systems or, you know, they're coming up with their own and things like that. And they're getting into niche markets themselves and, and creating a content management system that's dedicated to whatever it may be, dentistry or... <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then selling it as software as a service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely, you know, I, I just hope that, um, you know, as as it, you know, like I'm all in. Like if, like if the... Re You've heard it here first. If the REST API doesn't pan out, I'm quitting WordPress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like if, if we can't start doing better things... Uh, to improve the experience uh, with, I, I really think it's a great savior for themes, right? Because it's really going to start to, uh, you know, kind of combine the, what the user sees, what the, what the visitor of a site sees and what the editor of a site, uh, how they edit a site. Because a lot of them are just basic users that are tasked to control content. And when they can't figure out, how it's going to look on front end versus back end and what happens when I change fonts. Like this whole experience is going to get so much more streamlined. So I hope. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, what we're going to see more of is more like, uh, have you guys heard of Rainmaker? Yep. So essentially it's kind of, you know, built around, uh, WordPress in a much simpler way for bloggers in this case. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think we're going to see more of that, like built in analytics, simplified dashboards, still going to be WordPress, but not really. Right. Right. Uh, and that's actually one of my sort of conspiracy theory theory things, and things that and, and things that I like to rant about is is the fact that, and I'm going to bring this right back to marketplaces. But I feel that because we're going to see more of these little mini Rainmaker apps with WordPress, that the WordPress experience is going to get fragmented, like android once was in the beginning mm. so people are going to experience android across different manufacturers but now google is finally realizing hey we need to be more like apple we need to wrangle this experience in and control it a little bit more so that the end user sees the apple brand or the apple ios and they're like that's easy to use and google's right. finally coming around to that so i have this feeling that or what i'm afraid of is that fragmentation uh happening and I think, I it's, think it's a good point. I think, yeah, well, I think well here's, here's what I think. I think that third-party marketplaces are going to really be the catalyst to screwing over <laughs> the, the easy-to-use brand of WordPress. And, and I feel like WordPress.org and WordPress.com really have an opportunity to 
make their marketplace market better, better so that more people know that they can find a trusted, uh, well-developed WordPress app through their own marketplace, right? And yeah. for me, it's like, I really wish that, I really hope that WordPress kind of wrangles that in. Um, you know, uh, now you're talking on the dot com side, or, I, I, or? I, you know, there are smarter people out there that should figure this out, and I've said that those exact words before. Um, mm-hmm. That somebody should figure this stuff out smarter than me, but I think both, right? I think that you know, when we talk about how much money people make with WordPress themes, um, and John, maybe you can throw some input of knowledge that you have from ThemeForest, but I know that the guys over at Theme Isle. They're doing like forty, fifty thousand dollars a month on one theme mm-hmm. that's in the top ten themes of WordPress.org, right? And yeah, and mm-hmm. of, and the th- the number one theme on ThemeForest, the Vada, is probably doing that a week, right? It is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. On average, about forty, fifty thousand dollars per week. Yeah. And that's ridiculous money, right? For in both Absolutely. in both yeah. cases. So, um, I and that's one theme. <laughs> right, and that's one theme. Let's just put that in perspective. That's a theme, right? Uh, earning about fifty thousand dollars per week, right? Yeah. So you're you're talking top ten, top twenty five spots, really being wor- these spots, you know, are generating millions of dollars, uh, and they're either they're either generating millions of dollars for Envato, <laughs> or they're generating millions of dollars for folks who are do- who are you know selling them. And when I say I say and when I say millions of dollars, I mean collectively, right? So they're collectively yes. collectively yeah. making millions on WordPress.org. Um, but what I'm getting at is these spots are very valuable. Mm-hmm. And if a marketplace can you imagine like two years from now the Super Bowl ad is like download your WordPress app uh from Envato.com or whatever, themeforest.net, whatever the hell it is. Uh can you imagine that? Like now marketplaces are have a way to sort of brand wordpress right they they have a way to impact wordpress's brand because if the experience sucks people are going to say wordpress sucks <laughs> you know you see what i'm yeah. getting at so that's what i'm afraid of i think that's already so you're basically, happening you know yeah i agree i think it is already <clears throat> happening you're right yeah i think it's been happening since marketplaces started mm-hmm. you know it, it it depends on the product that you're buying and of course you can't you can't ultimately blame the marketplace well you can because they accepted it but uh you know if you go and you buy a theme from marketplace xyz and it turns out that the code base is terrible it doesn't work the support is awful do you look at it being the issue with that particular author or do you look at the issue that you bought it from marketplace xyz or is this now wordpress wordpress sucks right you know um it's difficult because all the lines are merging, as you said, and um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a sticky PR <laughs> uh, issue for WordPress going forward. Um, like you said, if if marketplaces become so big, they become the front, um, the publicly facing image, basically of of WordPress, um, without any affiliation with WordPress. Um, and that's going to be hard for WordPress to, to handle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to solve it. I wish they would. Uh, so what what would be the difference then between their the market- marketplace? <laughs> what what would be the difference between marketplaces and the plugin repo? You know, because the same thing could be said for the plugin repo. You have some really old plugins on there from you know six seven years ago that haven't been updated. And if a beginner goes and they install one, it could cause the white screen of death. You know, and that's been happening for a long time. Right. You know, I, the- that's true. Um, but you got to remember that for the most part, um, I don't know. It doesn't matter whether somebody paid for something or they didn't pay for something. Uh, if they feel like they've had a bad experience with it, they're more likely to go online and, uh, and leave a review that says this is total rubbish and it's mm. crap and it broke my site and than they are to go back and say, what a wonderful free plugin. I really appreciate that you created this for me. We know it just doesn't happen, but when people actually exchange money for, for an item, they're their vocalization is like tenfold. So true. Yeah. I mean, I, and you know, the other thing that I would, I would add to that is, 
uh, again, you know, uh, marketplaces are, are also a product of just human nature, right? <laughs> In the end, it's humans. And WordPress.org has the ability, and even WordPress.com, has the ability to at least say, these are the, you know, WordPress quote-unquote certified uh, developers, right? These are people who uh, not only are trusted because they've been accepted into our marketplace, but they're, you know, WordPress.org can review code commits and it's just very much more focused on these are the folks that do it right. They can maybe tie in some community aspects, um, you know, with their support forums and just longstanding in you know, the community. I don't know what it would be, but I feel like they can put some kind of star next to an author's name that carries more weight. Will that get exploited too? Of course, right? right. Of, of course. Of course. Um, but at least you know that it's a better trusted experience, so we hope. Uh, you know, and, and again, I think that it's also a, a revenue opportunity. Granted, I know WordPress.org, foundation, nonprofit, all that fun stuff, um, but you could pay for more word camps or more community organizers or put money back into the foundation, you know. Well, no, I mean, non-profit doesn't mean don't make money. Well, true, right, exactly. <laughs> right. No, you're right. Yeah. Still got to have money to run it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about sort of uh, the good and the bad of these repos. Um, I'm sort of more interested in hearing your angle right now on the recent changes to and 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 Vado and Theme Forest, um, yeah. Are 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 designers and developers sticking around through all this, all these changes? Like, what what have you heard, and what are, what are your feelings on what's going on over there? Sure. Well, I mean, it's publicly available on their on the uh, Envato forums, uh, so I would invite anybody to go check out uh, the uh, the discussions that are going on there. They're, you know, they can be quite heated at times, and that's what you always find when you've built a community that anything big or small will produce massive amounts of uh, friction, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> it's way a, that, That's uh, a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of putting it, yeah. Um, but also, you know, I'm, I'm privy to having access to a, a Slack channel for the Envato Elite authors, which is nothing to do with um, and Vato themselves, this was created by the authors so that we could talk um, out of the bubble, basically. Um, and, you know, there's a, basically what's happened is is that a couple of weeks ago, Envato announced that they're an Australian-based company. And um, for tax purposes uh, and promotional purposes, they are opening... An office in the U.S. and all U.S. authors will be paid directly from the U.S. office, not the Australian one anymore. And because they're moving basically to America, um, everybody who lives in other countries, uh, if their country does not have uh, a tax treaty with the U.S. IRS. Um, there will be uh, withholding of up to 28 <clears throat> percent. Um, I believe I'm correct there. 28 percent extra of their earnings. Um, so, in essence, if you're a non-exclusive author, you're earning about, I think it's 30 percent on Envato. Um, you're going to come out earning about two percent if your country you live in uh, does not have a treaty with. Um, uh, the IRS, of which I believe there's 127 countries, so that's uh, you know it's it's substantial and it's affecting a lot of authors, and um, so basically it means you sell 100 bucks worth of stuff, whatever it is, photos, plugins, themes, doesn't matter. Um, you could, uh, unfortunately, now be earning about three dollars <laughs> out of every hundred dollars worth of sales. So no. how does that make sense, though? It well, doesn't. <laughs> like, it and doesn't. you're supposed to support it? Yeah. It's not viable. Yeah, I mean, because, there's no because way, right? that's the other thing that Envato introduced earlier on this year, a few months ago, actually, was... Um, um, <laughs> 
the upsell support, support right? basically. The, all products previously on all the Envato marketplaces, support was entirely up to the discretion of the author. So if you wanted to just build a theme, put it on there and sell it, you could do, um, and you did not have to support it. The, obviously, the good authors support their items and always have. Um, and Vado realized that this is a stumbling block when it comes to buyers, that uh, am I getting support or not? So they introduced the, um, I'm trying to think of a correct way of saying this, but uh, it's voluntary, but really it's not. Um, because if you don't say, yes, I give six months support for free with this item, uh, and Vado put a little, uh, well, not a little, but <laughs> quite a large thing that says this item is not supported. So therefore, you're, you're completely ruining any potential sales there. So everybody basically had to say, yes, 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 I will do the six months free, uh, and I don't get paid any extra for it, which upset a lot of people. Um, and then Envato introduced um, the ability to extend with support packs. So you could buy a theme, you get six months free, but if you want 12 months in total, you could buy six months extra of support. And authors were quite excited about this because they thought that this is going to be extra revenue, it's going to help out paying for the support staff. Unfortunately, the way that Envato priced it, um, you know, you're looking at selling a theme for $55 and an extra six months of support is something in the region of $14, which really doesn't go very far at all and isn't in line with really any, any other, um, uh, commercial WordPress theme site out there. You either get 12 months included, but the theme price is higher or you get six months and if you want an extra six months, you basically pay 50% of what you paid originally. So that upset a lot of people. And then, of course, like I said, then they, they've thrown this whole tax thing in there now. And I can tell you from the Slack channel and from their publicly uh, available forums that uh, a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of authors from India, um, Pakistan, and places like that that are basically saying, uh, I, I can't continue to sell here. And I know that when Collis originally, Collis is the guy who originally founded Envato, um, when he announced these, uh, these changes, he did say that, you know, this is, it's going to be, it's a hard change. And a lot of authors are probably going to realize that they can't continue down this road and they're going to have to pull out of the market. And it does appear like there's going to be a lot of people, but of course this does not come into effect until the 1st of January 2016. So you're really not going to see anybody do anything until uh, we hit the new year. Hmm. I'd I mean, be preparing in the meantime if you were to make a exactly. change. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. do you think it's just some kind of divisive plan to sort of just thin out the out the herd as it were so that they could maybe make room for higher quality stuff so who sticks around to really support it or no well you know that's a that's a really nice thought uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that as your answer I know I if, uh, investors comment. would fly with that <laughs> yeah. um i think that's the effect that it's going to have yeah uh to be honest, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, an author in India uh, or or some other country is a worse developer than somebody from the U.S. or the U.K. That's that's nothing to do with it. Um, so it could be, uh, even though it would have a knock-on effect of thinning the herd, as you say, um, you might not just be losing bad authors; you may well be losing very good authors. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like a bad game of chicken, right? Where yeah. some folks are like, uh, I, I'm going to leave on January only to wait to see if the, the other folks said that they would leave on January just <laughs> just to see who would stick around and who wouldn't because, you know, it could, exactly. it could be one of those things when they all of a sudden they shut the doors and they're like, okay, everybody who left, you can't come back in, you know, for yeah. six more months or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and I will say that the, the, the other sticky point is that uh, Envato have always classed authors as authors uh, and not direct sellers. And uh, I believe it was uh, towards the 
beginning of 2015. They changed their terms and conditions uh, so that they now classed authors as direct sellers and therefore they are now responsible for uh, the tax on the full price of the item. Um, the way that the and, and again I invite anybody to go and check out these facts on the official Envato websites on how authors are paid um, and the charges that are, are, are placed in there but basically the way that it happens now is that there is a seller and a buyer fee that Envato charges but the whole original price paid goes directly to the author they say uh, the fact that I can't get that money because it's credit on their website and the fact that I don't know the actual buyer, who they are, their name, where they're from or anything like that, that is not available. Um, some have said that that's um, not particularly legal. I Again, I couldn't comment on that. Um, Consult your but lawyer. The way that it's all worked out right now is that if, it, if you just want me to come out and say it, it feels like authors are being screwed every single which way around right. and being locked in. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it is definitely not looking <clears throat> like the uh, the most viable of solutions if you're looking to jump into the WordPress theme space <laughs> right now. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, there are other marketplaces available which um, if you really feel like you must go down the marketplace path, I think there are better viable options than selling on Theme Forest right now. Yeah. The sort of, uh, so the comparison to the world that I live in in WordPress.org repo is, um, you know, it's obviously number one, it's not a paid marketplace, right? So you're not, there are no transactions happening here. Uh, but like I commented on earlier, these top spots are worth <clears throat> forty, fifty thousand dollars, um, to my knowledge, based on some of the um, re reports, um, the transparency income reports that some theme authors do that are sitting up in the top spot. So we know that these are valuable places. Um, but .org is, uh, you know, GPL only, uh, user submitted theme. Uh, repo. No, no pretty demos. Right, no pretty demos. And, and these are the challenges that we have. So again, if you are sort of, mm -hmm. the reason why we're having this conversation today is because if you are thinking about getting into the theme space, or do you go to .org, do you go to a, a third-party marketplace, or do you just try to sell on your own? Uh, .org comes with its specific challenges. So number one, being a community-driven uh, um a, approval system, right? So these are people who are volunteering their time to review themes, Yep. All with varying degrees of um, of experience. So some folks let some things go through while others don't. Um, one person might have a bias toward, towards a way that you've coded something versus another. Uh, so there's all these little nuances that happen when you submit a theme. Although it's getting much better. Uh, the, the, the team leaders in there are really starting to help people and show people how to really uh, review themes well. There's a whole bunch of documentation on how to do this. But uh, at the end of the day, go back to humans being humans and some stuff uh, doesn't fly. Um, you know, the other thing is, is again, it's not meant to be a place where you're selling stuff, right? So there's always that gray line that folks walk where how much is too much upsell? What can you put in a free theme versus what is an upsell into a pro theme? These discussions happen all the time uh, in the theme review uh, team channel. It might be just called theme review now. I think and can't they, you not register a post type within your theme also? Yeah. So, I mean, so again. Like, things like that. Yeah, there's things like that. And it's all meant to be moving to, you know, the same thing. Like when we talk about thinning the herd at Theme Forest, um, um, the same thing is sort of happening in .org where they're saying, well, no more sliders built into the theme. No more uh, user-generated content built into the theme. You know, like putting custom meta boxes for... Uh, the three popular service blocks on your homepage. Uh, all, right. all of that stuff was sort of decided on, but somehow these things start, keep slipping through. Like I, like I constantly watch the most recently submitted themes and they have sliders and they have user-generated content. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, well, I thought we had a plan to do away with that. And then when you go into the Slack channel, it's like, oh, well, you know, we can't win them all or we can't catch them all. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, man, it's so difficult to play by... Uh, the same standards and yeah. uh, one specifically 
that I just wanted to mention because it's finally sort of uh, brought up by Otto in the Slack channel. Again, public knowledge, it's in there, it's in the Slack channel. Um, you can always go search for it. Uh, but as I've, you know, sort of always suspected with my tinfoil hat on, that there are <laughs> automated downloads happening uh, uh, for the free themes that make them rise to the top of the rankings, right? So if, right. if all of a sudden you can score your theme to download 2,000, 2,500 downloads a day, you start rising that to the ranking uh, in the top 25. Um, and, you know, there was a, th a theme. I won't name the name, um, but it's, it's out there where he noticed that it was getting automatic downloads. And, I mean, it was going from 2,000 downloads a day to 200, right? <laughs> so, it's, I mean, these things are happening, and they're very valuable to the authors who are doing it. Um, it I mean, valuable in the sense where they're, they, if they're upselling, they're making some cash. Uh, they're making some serious cash, uh, to which is why I say I would love for them to look at this as an opportunity for the nonprofit to make money, to do something with that money that for the betterment of WordPress uh, and tax me, right? Tax me. I, I don't mind splitting the sale. Um, yeah. You know, you know, other things besides like the marketplace on WordPress.org uh, could improve substantially as well, like the support forums. You know, I understand right. it's difficult, but, you know, there's a lot of different little tweaks that could be made to uh, improve that and, uh, you know, lift all boats, so right. to say. I agree, and I and I think the step in the right direction is what they did with plugins. Um, I'm sure it scared mm -hmm. I'm sure it scared the hell out of some people who had millions of downloads, only to find out that you know two thousand of them were active. But um, <laughs> right. you know, but it but it is a good direction, good direction. in uh, statistics. Who's using it? Who's on what version? That kind of thing. Um, yeah. Of course, that can be exploited as well. But you know, I mean, in terms of security stuff, but. Uh, it's a it's a better direction. I'd love to see some of that stuff happening because I know uh, you know across our themes, not all these people are using these our themes still. So whatever we have for downloads, five hundred thousand across all of our themes, um, I know that they're not all active for sure. Uh, I would mm -hmm. love to know what that data uh, was like. I would love to be able to e more easily support people on .org uh, if there was a way. Um, so there is no perfect place, but again, uh, if you're selling just on on your site. And you don't have a way to, to, to distribute at high levels or you don't have an upsell channel. Uh, well, your, your battle is marketing <laughs> and your battle is going to have to be get in front of people's eyeballs as much as you can on WordPress.org or a place like ThemeForest or Creative Market or Mojo. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so there, those are all the trade, trade offs when you play in other people's sandboxes. Yes. Um, so there is no perfect answer at the end of the day. <laughs> it always ends up on being, it depends. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with the distribution so far with .org and selling on my site. I've never really wanted to get into the theme, uh, excuse me, the marketplaces for themes, uh, third-party marketplaces. Uh, I just didn't want to have to compete with that. And as far as I know, I mean, we'll continue to go the .org freemium route and see see what that where that takes us. I'm very bullish on themes, right? I don't think the theme marketplace or the themes should go away. And in fact, I would say this to you, Devin. I would I would have a give specific theme uh, that yeah. that lends uh, really well to your plugin because I yep. mean. I'm a, uh, I come from the, the, the car industry, right? And I've said this before is new cars, dealers don't make money unless you're like selling Porsches or Ferraris or whatever. But like if you're selling Chevys and Toyotas, so is like 20 other dealerships around you. Everybody has the same inventory. Everybody has the same color and customers come in and they just price shop it until it's the race to the bottom. Um, but what that does is attract people to the, to the lot to purchase maybe a certified pre-owned car that no other dealer has. And now you're able to make more margin. You make more profit on that sale. Um, and that's the way I sort of look at themes is themes have to be created. They bring the eyeballs in and then, Oh, by the way, we have these plugins that you can buy and that's where we make our money. Um, you know, yeah, you know, I would love to, uh, see one of those contests run on theme forest for our give plugin. We, we do have one, uh, one author did release a, a donation theme called Bethlehem on Theme Forest, and he's actually uh, an Indian developer who's really talented. So I wonder how he's going to be taking these new changes 
um, to his business on the on that marketplace. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we've hit the hour mark. Um, either of you have any closing remarks that you want to make before we wrap it up? This was sort of a very long show today. Um, you know, I'd just say I, I wouldn't discourage anyone from getting into the uh, developing WordPress themes or plugins. I think the you know the future is definitely bright, whether it be in a marketplace or on your own site. You know, you can definitely build a business around it. I agree, Jonathan. Anything yeah. from you? Um, concentrate on building your own business, not somebody else's. I agree. That's about the most important uh, lesson I've learned by selling on marketplaces, and uh, that's not um, that's not me saying that you should not sell on a marketplace. Uh, it's the easiest way of getting your foot in the door and and earning some money and and you know getting the wheels in motion. But ultimately, concentrate on the the long term goal, which is to build your business. That's awesome stuff. And Jonathan, where can folks find you on the web? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, at TWS Jonathan, or they can go to the website, which is creative.com, which is CR number three, A T I V.com. And you always have uh, a collection of awesome themes coming out. If you do follow him on Twitter, make sure you catch him before a soccer match starts. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> always follow him to uh, see his latest uh, and greatest designs. You got a new one coming out, right? It's a blogging and portfolio theme. Looks pretty. In fact, we just released it yesterday on Creative Market. That's awesome. Nice. Pretty, if you go to the website, you'll, you'll see it there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty damn slick. Um, Devin, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at innerwebs, I-N-N-E-R-W-E-B-S, and givewp.com. And you can find me, it's at, at MattReport on Twitter. And as always, mattreport.com slash subscribe, join the mailing list. If you enjoyed today's show, if you've made it this far, uh, one hour of us ranting about the WordPress theme space, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review uh, on iTunes. Just search for Matt Report on iTunes, and we'd really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. 